Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Falk kicks it and McGowan, one of the fastest men in the SEC, receives it at the three. And here comes the sophomore, Jaden McGowan. Watch out. 97 yards. And welcome in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler West and Chris along with you out at Firehouse Subs and Forest Drive. Stores open. Got people coming in. Got a full uh, table full of sandwiches. Having a great time out here. Have basketball tickets have been given away. Be giving away t-shirts as well. Come by and see us. We'll be out here going until noon again out here at the uh, Firehouse Subs on Forest Drive. The call you heard right there was Vanderbilt versus Hawaii earlier on the season. Jaden McGowan, 97-yard kickoff touchdown uh, there for the Commodores. And now Jaden McGowan, one of the newest members of the Gamecock roster as he announced his commitment yesterday via the transfer portal. And he is somebody to be very, very excited about, not only for what he can do in the return game, but his prowess at wide receiver as well. Somebody that you can move around, do a lot of different things with on this offense. Kind of similar to Jaden Brown from... Um, 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 Coastal. Coastal the other day that we got the uh, commitment from. So another exciting piece at wide receiver, a room that was very depleted a week ago that is slowly being built back up via the transfer portal. Yeah, two, two guys here that, like you said, Tyler, <clears throat> so, somewhat similar in that they're both more slot-type receivers, but even within that context and those confines, some differences. You know, for Jaden McGowan, He's he's slight in terms of his stature. He's five foot eight, but he's well put together, well built. I think he's listed about 180 pounds mm-hmm. for a five foot eight. 181. Guy. Pretty good. And so if you see him in person, he's put together quite well, uh, built strong in the lower body because he's got kind of those those sprinter's legs, those sprinter's calves. Again, Wes and I saw him. South Carolina scouted, very familiar with him. They scouted him very extensively out of Lawrence High. During the high school recruiting process, he came to South Carolina's camp in 2021 and put down a 4-3 in camp and was someone that South Carolina was, you know, at least somewhat close to offering. They, they really liked him, just didn't quite get to him on the board. But now, this new day and age, keep those relationships, and you might have a chance to, if you miss on a guy or don't take a guy, and then he ends up being good enough later in the process at a different school if he enters the portal got a chance to go get him and so that's what they've done McGowan's an interesting one because he can play slot for you or be like a number three number four receiver but he's Mm -hmm. also really valuable because of exactly what you said Tyler he can make an impact for you on kick return and we know South Carolina has some voids that they've been looking to fill in the transfer portal of course the ones that everybody's going to talk about are receiver and running back but there's some some ones that maybe you don't think about quite as much in there, and one of them is kick returners. So Xavier Leggett from last year, and then obviously on Joyner was another guy that factored in as a kick returner um, at times. You, you also got Juju McDowell who has some experience there. But there there is somewhat of an opening there, or there's going to be some competition. And McGowan 
is someone that now that he's committed, you're already kind of pointing to him going, this is a guy that, you know, maybe he ends up being the guy. At the very minimum, he's going to get a very strong look because of that speed. I gave some statistics earlier. You know, his that kickoff return that you played the clip of at the beginning here, Tyler, to open this segment, you know, he got up to 21 miles an hour in a hurry on that kick return uh, per some statistics that, that came out on Twitter last year. And so he, he can really run. And, and then you have Jared Brown from Coastal who committed before Jaden. Again, a slot-type guy, not huge, uh, but someone that can carry the football, be put in the backfield, catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run deep routes. He broke a lot of tackles in his time at Coastal. Even though he's not the biggest guy, he's kind of slippery. And so you've got those two two guys in the class now with these next probably two slots Where's the attention turn? It probably goes to guys with size and length. Yeah, absolutely. And, again, you had a serviceable slot guy in Miriam Brown for these past couple seasons. He obviously dealt with some injuries this year that kind of kept him out of the lineup for periods of time. But, again, you have two very established guys you can line up in the slot uh, coming up next year with both Brown and now McGowan. And, and then, uh, again, there's more room to add to that uh, wide receiver room. And uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier. You're probably looking at somebody with a little bit more size to maybe fill one of those spots to line up out wide. Not saying that these guys can't line up uh, out wide. And McGowan did a fair amount of that himself when he was at, at Vanderbilt. But, again, you want somebody with a little bit, you know, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, maybe if you can find someone to put on that outside for those contested catches, a little bit more physicality at the wide receiver spot, which I imagine South Carolina is still going to be in the running for some of these guys coming up here. We mentioned Jamori Macklin. He uh, actually ended up going to Kentucky. That was a name that South Carolina um, was looking into. But plenty more other uh, wide receiver options out there. This is one of those spots in the transfer portal that usually there's a bevy of options yeah. out there. And so, you know, just because somebody goes to another school, um, you know, don't be deterred by that. But South Carolina is still going to be looking for wide receivers um, to continue to fill out that room that was gutted this time a week ago. Well, and another thing, a couple more things to think about. Number one, the portal window is not closed. Um, it opened on December 4th, and it's open for 30 days. Right. And so you got bowl games coming up. And so it is entirely possible that you're going to have another little mini run of guys entering the portal after bowl games. And so if you're South Carolina, there's still a need and an urgent need to go out and get another guy or two out of the portal that, again, fits that profile that you're talking about, Tyler, being a guy with more length, a 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", receiver. Sure. Some of the guys that have been on the board, Donovan McCauley from Indiana, doesn't seem super likely to take a visit as of now. He's someone they've worked there. Chris Brazel from Tulane. I think it's six, anywhere from 6'3 to 6'5". I, you know, mix I think he's 6'3". He's a guy with some length and some range and might be one of the best guys in the portal at that position. You've got some guys right now, but you don't want to reach. You don't want to take a couple of guys just to say, man, we got to fill these spots. You can afford probably to be patient because you make a good point that there are receivers that are in the portal that could still hit the portal even after bowl games. And so you can be patient here. Uh, and you'll probably find some folks where you can fit your needs. The other thing to consider is, you know, this doesn't change the, the equation um, in terms of what you're going to take out of the portal. Ideally, you still take two guys there. There's actually another high school kid that's still on the board, too, for South Carolina, and that's DeBron Gatling mm -hmm. from Milton High School in Georgia. Tyler, they captured the state championship they last did. night. Yes, sir. They upset Walton, which, which is – 
That's a big deal. That's Walton, a big deal. Walton, Walton was, lives in the state championship game. They were undefeated and had mostly hammered everybody they had played. Mm-hmm. Wendell Gregory, a Gamecock commit, plays for them on defense. And so DeBron Gatling and his Milton High School team upset them last night in front of several South Carolina coaches. They were obviously in attendance there in Georgia. And Gatling had a nice game, seven catches for 72 yards, I think. Someone that was committed to A&M for a long time, visited South Carolina, I think it was back in November, had a good trip, and then decommitted uh, earlier this month from A&M. He's a guy that we have heard will probably sign somewhere in the early period. Now, that, that could change. Keeps things very quiet, but if you're kind of looking at a school that's been most involved, South Carolina is, is definitely in there. Right, and I don't want people to think that we are forgetting about what South Carolina already has in the wide receiver room with guys like Nick Harbour, Tyshawn Russell that did get to play a fair amount their freshman year. You just don't want to have to thrust them into those key roles if they're not quite ready for that. And again, we saw Nick Harbour come along quite a bit as the season went along, and especially when Xavier Leggett was a little bit banged up for a few games where you were asking more of him, and there were still some growing pains, obviously, but you don't want to have to thrust him into a number one role if he's not ready for it. Now, as the season goes along, if he shows you he has the ability to be your top receiver, absolutely, you're going to start adjusting your game plan and how you allocate the ball to him accordingly, but you don't want to put him in that position again if he's not ready for it, which is why, again, you're trying to go out there and continue to fill up this room for that and depth purposes as well. Well, depth purposes, um, experience, you don't you don't have a guy you can point to. Sure. You, you got some potential, right? Right. And, and don't discount that, like you said, Tyler, but most years, even when South Carolina has lost a big-time guy, most years you could point to somebody on the roster that had demonstrated more than, I would say, flashes. So, so for example... When South Carolina lost Brian Edwards, they had Shy Smith. And you could go, well, Shy's going to have to step up and be the guy. Now, he's been a, a really good complimentary piece. We've seen a lot from him. Can he step up and be the guy? For the season that he was a senior, that was the case. Last year was actually the, bet, the most extreme example recently of South Carolina having to say, hey, this guy's got to take a huge step forward, Xavier Leggett. Now, he did it. Sure. Uh, he had really only shown those flashes. You just knew he had supreme athletic ability. So he ended up doing it. Well, this year, you know, the, the closest thing you have to that is Nick Harbour. Uh, but even he has not – Xavier Leggett had played receiver for four years, you know, and he had made some big-time plays. Harbour's made a few big-time plays, but he doesn't have that background of, of playing receiver because he was completely new to it when he got to South Carolina. Um, then you've got – you know, Russell, you've got Luke Doty, right? But th- you don't want to get caught in the same position this year uh, that you were as last year, where you sure. didn't have enough depth after you had some key injuries. And so right. y- you're looking now for some starters, potentially, and then you're looking for some depth as well. Absolutely. Um, and additionally, in the transfer report, you end up adding uh, DeAndre Jules yesterday from Pitt as well, adding to an already very full defensive line room, but as Wes brought up a little bit earlier, especially if South Carolina is going to lean a little bit more into playing that 3-5 through five next year, which we saw be very prevalent uh, towards the end of the season on defense. Adding a guy like him with his skill set and his size is going to be a welcome addition to that room. Yeah, th- there's no doubt. I mean, um, they, they've got, again, they've got holes to fill at multiple spots. You, you look at, I mentioned receiver, running back, the two biggest ones. 
you look at the kick return game, that's kind of more of a hidden one. You, you got a kicker situation where you're not going to the portal to solve that when you're looking at Alex Herrera. By the way, Chris, Mitch Jeter committing to Notre Dame Mitch a little Jeter bit earlier. Committed to Notre Dame. Good, good fit there. Good, good for good, him. Good for him. Good, good fit for him. But the Gamecocks have done quite well this transfer portal cycle and hitting some of these needs. You look at running back, they've already, it looks like, flipped the room with, with Rocket Sanders and Attaway. If you can hold on to Matt Fuller from the recruiting class, and if you could bring in one more back, you can consider it probably officially flipped. Tight end, receiver. There are a few more needs still on the board, but they've done a good job for the most part of, of retaining guys from the roster and then hitting some needs in the portal. I think that's the key, man, too, retaining. You, you look at this defense, and are there going to be some question marks on defense? Yes, of course. But I think the, my question, if you start to look ahead to next year, is how much of a step forward could this defense take just by having a, a lot of guys who have played, you know, coming back. And, and I think you – obviously you're going to miss Marcellus Dahl, you know, at cornerback. But you look at some of these other guys, you bring back pretty much all your, you know, your safeties and your nickel, if you want to count uh, Jalen Kilgore as that, all your linebackers, most of your defensive linemen. So, you know, I think at this point in the portal you're just looking at can you can you add depth and can you add potential difference makers – on that side of the ball. Absolutely. We'll continue the portal conversation again. We're broadcasting live here at Firehouse Subs on Forest Drive. Going to be out here until noon. Stores open. Customers coming in. We've got basketball tickets. We've got T-shirts. The whole nine yards. Coming up a little bit later, we have another 12 days of Christmas giveaway for some more basketball tickets. So stay tuned right here on the game for that. Again, Tyler West and Chris, Firehouse Subs on Forest Drive going until noon here on the game and the 107.5 The Game app. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler West and Chris along with you out at the Firehouse Subs in Forest Drive. Again, store is open. Come by and get yourself a sandwich. Got more men's basketball tickets for Saturday night against Charleston Southern. Got some t-shirts to give away as well. Come by and see us. Going to be out here broadcasting until noon. Of course, you can always listen to us on the 107.5 Game app. No matter where you are, just go to your app store, download the 107.5 Game app, and take us wherever you go. Can, uh, you got something, Chris? Uh, nothing breaking, Okay. Tyler. I just I wanted to follow through on my promise Okay. I yes. thought like I was going to forget. Sure. So Josh has been giving away tickets. Do we have any left, by the way? We have one pair left oh, for boy. the game on Saturday, yes. Okay, so. The game on Saturday is December 16th. USC is actually doing something really cool for the men's and women's basketball games starting Saturday through the end of this year, December 30th. They're giving away free concessions. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, and here's here's the items. It's not everything. You can't get, go up there and order a complete, like a firehouse subs platter like we have. Somebody would try. Somebody would try. You can get hot dogs. Regular fountain sodas, popcorn, and bottled water. Free concessions. And what, so, what, more do, what more do you need? You really don't need any more than that, in my opinion. Uh, the way to do it is if you download the Forever Garnet app via the Apple or Google Play stores, you can create an account using the email that's tied to your South Carolina Athletics ticket account, and then um, you can you can get your your free concessions from there. So Very cool. Um, yeah, really cool. Um, hey, I'm probably going to take advantage of it this weekend. I, hey, I, don't, I don't mind saying it. If there's anything people should know about us, we love free food. Absolutely. <laughs> we are really, really good at accepting free food. So. Uh, jumping back in the conversation about the transfer portal and obviously a big, nice little rush these past couple of days of 
the guys at South Carolina has been able to get committed out of the portal and obviously hoping for some more to come here very, very soon. A couple guys coming on campus today for visits. We talked about Kyle Kennard, the edge prospect from Georgia Tech, led the team in sacks this year that's already on campus as well as looking for the offensive line. Monroe Mills, a six foot seven uh, offensive tackle out of Texas Tech, played there for a couple seasons at both the left and right tackle spot. Had previously played at Oklahoma State before that. And again, South Carolina has a lot of bodies in the room when it comes to the offensive line, but obviously that was the big concern this year, and you don't know what shape guys like Jalen Nichols are going to be at, you know, come, potentially coming back for next season, as well as some guys that could maybe even go to the NFL as well. So that's an area that South Carolina obviously is going to look at in the transfer portal, and um, Monroe Mills, from a size standpoint, definitely checks some boxes. Yeah, big old boy. Uh, by the way, real quick, want to give a shout-out to our friend Jay Urich, just uh, popped in to see us, and uh, great dude, great former Gamecock, and... Um, does a great job over with original design so we were talking about that a little bit larry chandler our friend over here at firehouse also a big supporter i believe of original design so uh cool connections there shout out jay also shout out i saw him wave at us uh, my friend sean norris uh who uh works with my buddy chris payne who we wished a, a happy birthday to yesterday he popped in so if you're if you're in the area you still got time we'll be here i guess another 38 minutes come say what's up and, uh, yeah, South Carolina hitting the transfer portal. I mean, guys, you're not going to hit every target, but you got to sit there. If you're a Gamecock fan who, like, follows recruiting and really likes to get down into the details of who's visiting, who's interested, who are we trying to get on campus, you got to feel pretty good about the rate in which South Carolina has been able to get guys in town and then the rate in which they've been able to close on some of these players as well. And uh, Monroe Mills – Chris, I don't know about you. Maybe you picked up his name earlier in the process. This was a newer name for me mm-hmm. when we started hearing it yesterday. Um, not a new name in general. I know I had kind of like glanced at the transfer portal boards. I had seen he was in the portal. But a new name in terms of mutual interest with South Carolina. And so, man, this thing has quickly gone from like, hey, you know, we hear he's visiting to he's definitely visiting to – you know, there are early indicators that South Carolina could be in a spot to, you know, maybe close him out as well. I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say that completely until we see how the visit goes. He's got to hear what he wants to hear. South Carolina's got to see what they want to see, all those things. But early indicators for this visit is that he has quickly gone from, oh, that's a guy to maybe know to that's a name you definitely might want to know in terms of there's a possibility he could be in the as well yeah it went from uh zero to 60 pretty fast zero to 22 miles an hour to 22 in 6.6 seconds it it did go pretty fast and so um interesting background because he he would be a two-time transfer started signed out of high school with oklahoma state spent time at texas tech and now as a graduate uh potentially to south carolina i think what was he was at louisville uh this week Yes. And now going to visit South Carolina on, on campus now. So he should wrap up maybe today. Maybe today, maybe, maybe tomorrow. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. They're on different and, time schedules, yeah. I and, think. Ben. And he would have two years of eligibility if he were to come here. Is that right? That's according to you guys on Gimmick Central. So okay. well, I'll take you your word for it. Did I say that? <laughs> Wait. I feel like I did see that. I don't know. At this point, uh, you know it's a dream. Correction. He was a two-year starter, so I don't I, know about his eligibility. Uh, okay. I, right. I, was about I, to say, I misread that. That's on me. Sorry about that. I was about about to say, that. I hope I didn't say that. Sorry about I, that. I sometimes <laughs> don't remember what I say. I'm pretty sure this is a one. Yeah, and you look at it, 
what were the two it ended up being a concern at just about every spot on the offensive line for different reasons last season but what were the two going into the year left tackle because Jalen Nichols was out and right tackle and we go into the UNC game kind of going all right who who's going to be the guys number one and then how will it shake out and as it turned out not as well in game one, and so we ended up seeing a lot of changes. And, of course, Case and Henry got hurt after, like, five plays at UNC. So I feel like you've got a similar situation this year, but you got Jalen Nichols back. All indications are he's, he's going to be healthy, he's going to be back. There's your starting left tackle, and problem potentially solved there. You still have some questions on the right side. This guy, to me, is a potential solution there at right tackle, and this may close out, if they get him, that Monroe Mills, that may close out your portal recruiting, just take a guy, and then you've got... On the O-line. On the O-line, on the O-line. May close out your portal recruiting. I would think Vershawn Lee probably goes back to center, and then you figure out all the other spots, and you could actually have some depth if he could stay healthy. Yeah, you could have some real depth, honestly, and, uh, you know... Tree's going to have a say in this thing before it's over, I yeah, think. Whether that's somewhere. Left tackle, right tackle, maybe guard. You know, I always thought out of high school, Tree could, could make a great guard as well. Absolutely. And I think in the building, that thought was out there as well, too. So, guys, I, I, I kind of I pushed back a little bit yesterday at this notion that uh, I saw this thought on Twitter. Hey, we got Rocket. We got Attaway. Now it's time to go revamp the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was a not-so-fast-my-friend moment. The, the offensive line's future is mostly with the guys on campus. Sure. And it is mostly with Josiah Thompson coming. You know, mm-hmm. it's with your guys you've recruited out of high school and your guys that you bring back. That's a developmental position. You don't just flip that spot in one offseason the way you do a running back room or a tight end room, potentially. But – I'll, I'll eat crow a little bit on what I said, and I, I did come back and clarify it. If you have a guy out there that can come right in and start out of the portal, like you project him to be a day one starter, I think you supplement your offensive line with one of these portal types. But in general, you want to build your O-line through high school recruiting, getting them in, in a perfect world, redshirting them. We know South Carolina just had to go ahead and play them. But then letting them come along and then letting them gel together as opposed to just picking and choosing out of the portal every year. It's impossible. I think it's borderline impossible to build an O-line out of the portal. It's got to involve high school recruiting. And you really don't want to be in a spot where you have to completely re- – I mean, Colorado is the most extreme example. What do they have, seven offensive line portal commitments? Yep. And they've actually picked up some really good players. That's right. But even in that context, it's like, will this work? It yeah. may. It may. But you don't want to be there. That's going to be – let me just – in this era, let me just call it like it is. That's an expensive haul well, right there. And it's not <laughs> something you want to do on a year-to-year basis either. And, and it's great that Deion Sanders can obviously hit the transfer portal the way that he has, but that's not something that's going to give you consistent success as the years go by if you have to keep – bring in an entirely new position group in the transfer portal every single year. I'll be curious to see how – now, it's not going to be as bad as it was this past year, right? No, like it, I, It'll be better. We're in agreement on that, but it is going to be a – it'll be fascinating to see sort of 
how they are able to put those pieces together sure. in, in one year. And, and you're, you know, we talked about this with South Carolina. You're moving guys around. You're trying, mm-hmm. you know, hey, this guy slots better here, here. But what's our best five? Yep. What's our best six? Um, you know, th- there'll be a lot of questions they have to answer. Absolutely. We'll continue talking about the transfer portal. Maybe take a little look around the country and what's going on there as well. As we're broadcasting live out of Firehouse Subs on Forest Drive, going until noon, Tyler West and Chris along with you here on the game and the 107.5 The Game app. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs out at Firehouse Subs on Forest Drive. Tyler, West, and Chris go until noon as I watch Wes and Chris shove sandwiches in their faces over there as we do during the commercial breaks. Uh, I've been talking so much about the transfer portal this entire morning as that's the you know big story going on in college football right now, especially for a team like South Carolina who does not have a bowl game to go to here in a couple weeks. So all in on the transfer portal as of right now. And I always love injecting a little bit of positivity into shows like this. We have a nameless texture that hit us up on the Firehouse Subs text line and said with the retention and additions from the transfer portal, even with a gauntlet schedule, I am extremely excited to see what Beamer and company can do next season. I want Carolina to be that team that nobody wants to play. And we were just talking to our guy Casey here during the commercial break and, you know, kind of talking about the schedule for next year. And, wow, you know, this team looks tough, that team looks tough, and, you know, these might be losses, these might be wins. It's so hard to answer that question right now because teams, as we've seen, can change so much over the course of one offseason that South Carolina could be looking at having one of the best rosters in the SEC by the time 2024 rolls around. And Oklahoma may be worried about their roster when that game comes around. There's so many, so much fluidity to these next couple of months of the offseason. It's really tough to tell, but always love people looking at it optimistically. Yeah, it's more fluid than ever. And, you know, I would say probably a couple weeks after uh, – not even a couple weeks, like almost immediately after the season ended – I I started getting a couple questions on the Insiders Forum on Gamecock Central on social media about, hey, what's the outlook for next year? What's your your prediction for the season? It's like, well, there are so many things we don't know. Right. The the starting point is we don't know what this this South Carolina team will be. We still don't. Sitting here on December 14th, a couple weeks, over a couple weeks after the season has ended, we still don't know because – uh, we were all the reasons we just talked been talking about for the past two and a half hours. The transfer portal, right? They've got these holes, and if they had those holes five years ago, they would remain holes, right? You, you're gonna you're gonna solve them through junior college recruiting, high school recruiting, and developing the guys on campus. Well, now you have an opportunity to go get better in a hurry, and so does everyone else. So we, you know, a couple weeks ago, we didn't have hardly any. Um, we didn't have any guidance on what this team would look like at some of those critical positions, right? We have a little bit better of an idea now because you got Rocket Sanders committed, Oscar Attaway. You, you've got some pieces that are filled in, but there's still a bunch of spots that are not filled in. Sure. In addition to that, South Carolina, like you said, Tyler, they're, they're not the only one that has some lingering questions. Um, and that's not even to mention there's another transfer portal window after spring ball. That's right. And so – I don't, I don't feel like we're going to be able to properly, and even then it'll be imperfect. Properly assess South Carolina or the uh, the opponents that they play during the season until we get to like August, probably. I, I'm trying to think. Correct me if I'm wrong on this. Last year in the spring portion is when we got Garjulo. Is that in the spring or is that in the winter? 
Oh, you're going back too far on me, Tyler. Because I want to say we got Gargiulo, Mario, and Eddie Lewis all in the spring. Is that correct? That might be right. I think that sounds I'll right, as well as maybe a couple other guys that I'm just forgetting right now. But I feel like, and obviously Mario Anderson ended up being a solid contributor on the offense, and Gargiulo was in the starting offensive line for the entire season, one of the few guys that did manage to stay there. So, uh, like you said, there is another cycle of the transfer portal coming up a little bit later on that could answer more of these questions. Um, obviously, we're essentially focused on what's happening right now. And, again, for the past 48 hours, things are going really, really well for South Carolina. Yeah, they are. And, and, you know, to go back to what we were just sitting on and add some more context, you know, look at all the teams that South Carolina plays that have some questions that they've they've got to answer. There, there are a bunch of them. I mean, you even look at, like, Clemson, right, who, who of course, thankfully remains on the schedule because everybody wants to keep that game on all sides. The, their big, you know, point of emphasis going into the 2024 season is can the offense get better? Sure. You know, and – that's going to be a huge point of emphasis. If if they're better, they've got a much better outlook. If not, they could have a year similar to this season because they're going to lose some key pieces and, and have already lost some key pieces on the defensive side of the ball. That's just one team. Just about every team from Alabama to Oklahoma to Clemson that South Carolina faces has some questions that, quite frankly, are not going to get answered in the winter. Right may not get answered in the spring and it's going to be a lot closer to the season when they actually get answered and even then there are going to be some shifts in the season we, we may have very strong opinions here's what this team is here's what this team is this is the outlook and then you get midway through the season you say this team's a lot worse than we thought this team's a lot better than we thought yeah for sure man and, and it's kind of one of those things we're so far away it's hard to you know we we're talking about Oklahoma like they've lost a ton and so if if you look at it right now, you're kind of almost looking at names like, like brands. Oh, Oklahoma, we got to go to Oklahoma. That's crazy. But who knows if they're even going to be good next year? This team that was six and six last season. So, yeah, and and they lose, uh, you know, Dylan Gabriel. So, I, I think it, it is tough. And it's honestly, I, I always when people would say, you know, the schedule comes out every year. People would say, man, schedule is brutal next year. And I would just say, yeah, cool, it is every single year. <laughs> mm -hmm. But this one, at least on paper, to me is at a even deeper level than most of those. Now, you know, I, I think you look at it, and the fact, thank goodness you don't have a North Carolina, you know, or even an NC State, or, you know, just a, a non-Clemson Power 5 opponent on this thing. It, that would yeah. be... I'm not going to say it. That that would be bad. Yeah, I I, th I don't think anybody's going to complain about seeing Old Dominion, Akron, and Wofford on the schedule next year because those are three opportunities for South Carolina to at least get halfway to ball eligibility, and then you try and find those other three games in conference, which is not going to be easy. But, again, it, it's tough to tell right now what – I mean, look, Alabama's going to be good. That's pretty much a given. Um, I mean, Clemson's probably going to be pretty good too next year. But these other teams, there's so much fluidity with the transfer portal and everything happening in the offseason. It can be tough to gauge it as of right now. Every, everybody's going to be good yeah, for the most part. Of course. You know, like good, well, good enough it, to win. It, in the build-ups to every single game. Florida. In the build-ups <laughs> to every single game, Beamer's going to say. on the schedule. These guys are well coached. Oh, yeah. X player is good at this. X player is good at that. You know, you're going to hear the same build-up. Um, it's just we can obviously see it through a different lens in what we see on film of these teams leading up to it. And you never know at this point in time. It's always funny, the, the stretch that some coaches 
have to make, you know, when you, you know, like you're talking about Georgia and you're like, they have a bunch of animals, you know, and then it's like, you know, the, the Vandy stretch this yeah, past year. Sure. They've got a guy that's 6'6", 320, you know, and you could kind of they're reaching for some different there, things. There is nothing better than hearing Nick Saban hype up Mercer <laughs> when they get set to play Alabama. Like, well, they do this, this, and well, and the final score is 66 to nothing. Yeah, just casual. Yeah. Easy. It's like, we, come on, coach. If there was ever a game where you could be like, yeah, we're going to win this game by <laughs> 60 points. It would be this one, and nobody would be mad at you for saying that. I, I want some people to, to start that. I, I want to either go back to, um, instead of being more neutral, of like, hey, this is a real well coach, I want to go back to – the Lou Holtz, where you build up, not only compliment the opponent, but it's like, guys, we're going to need some more digits on the scoreboard for yeah. the other team. Yeah. Or <laughs> the alternative that, hey, you know, guys, we should probably smoke this team. I'm not going to lie. Preston has a lot of good stories, but among oh, his yeah. favorite are the progression of the opponent as the week went along when it <laughs> came to practicing. On Monday, they were the best team in the world, and South Carolina did not have any chance to hang anywhere near them. I don't care if it was FCS opponent, Power 5, whatever it may be. By, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, all right, we might be within two scores of them. By Friday, you, you then have a little bit of a chance, but still, <laughs> they're going to be favored. That's how we always described it. But by Saturday, we were running out of the tunnel – Fully convinced, yes, right. greatness. And yeah, it'll that, be the that's same the final. Way. That's yeah. the final uh, uh, punchline there at the end of that. I think was uh, what, what? God, what is the Holtz quote? It's something like, uh, "We we don't owe it to the TV guys to keep this thing close. Like, like we're we're going out there to to smash them." Yeah, uh, but yeah. I I know. I mean, I was about to say Preston should write a book. He already has. Yes, write another book. He should write a book <laughs> a about different. his time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we'll uh, have plenty more uh, wrap up today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs in just a moment. But as always, thank our friends Kendall Walsh and everybody over at Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Medley for being such great supporters of our show here. Yeah, and let's uh, let's actually thank our friend Kendall Walsh at Goldline Framing as well. She's a, uh, a two-time sponsor here on our show. And uh, by the way, a little note on Goldline Framing, the last day to order custom framing for Christmas pickup, uh, which is December 20th, is the Christmas pickup. The last day to order it is December 16th. I ordered mine two days ago, so I'm good. So, yes, you are good to go. Um, I don't even know what today's date is. It, it is, is the, the 14th. 14th. So you only have a couple of days left. Go ahead and uh, order. They are open right now, Tuesday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., and then Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. But there are some different holiday hours, so go to Goal Line Framing on Facebook and uh, you'll see all their holiday hours on there. 803-739-1337. Be like Tyler. Go order a custom framing job. It would be a great Christmas gift. That could be diplomas, jerseys, flags, signed prints, pretty much anything that you want to take to the next level and put it on the wall. Our friends at Goal Line Framing can handle it for you. Again, order by December 16th for Christmas pickup by December 20th. We'll wrap up today's edition of the Takeover Hour here at Firehouse Subs on Forest Drive. Up next on the game in the 107.5 The Game app. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game in the 107.5 The Game app. Tyler West and Chris along with you uh, here out at Firehouse Subs on Forest Drive. Busy day here. Have Carolina calls coming up. Uh, later on tonight at 6 o'clock with Coach Paris as he gets you set for South Carolina men's basketball as they get set to take on Charleston Southern on Saturday. Speaking of men's basketball, it's time 
for another 12 Days of Christmas. On the Thursday of Christmas, find you love to me. The 12 Days of Christmas on the game is sponsored by Griffin Pools and Spa. Here's what Santa has right now. Coming up on Tuesday, men's basketball in action taking on Winthrop. Have a pair of tickets right now for caller number 5, 803-404-6100. Again, 803-404-6100. Caller number 5, pair of tickets to see men's basketball take on Winthrop as part of our 12 Days of Christmas giveaway brought to you by our friends at Griffin Pools and Spas. A couple more minutes ago here wrapping up today's edition of the Takeover Hour. I want to touch on this. We've talked so much about the transfer portal, obviously, but High school recruiting still very, very important to what's going on with building this South Carolina Gamecocks roster. And uh, an article that um, uh, you guys had up on Gamecock Central um, yesterday talking about Braden Lee, somebody that uh, just had a visit the other day with the coaching staff, still uh, committed to the Gamecocks, but it seems like Maryland, another one of those DMV kids, in hot pursuit of them right now. You had so many different things. We've called this a critical offseason to back up. <clears throat> you got to improve in a lot of areas, and so – We've spent all of today talking about the personnel aspect. There'll be other things to probably talk about in the future, but we, we knew this roster would be critically important. And so that is retaining your roster, going out and hitting the portal hard, but also uh, and, and adding some targets from the high school, junior college ranks, which they've done, but also just keeping the current class together because there are some really good players in this class. South Carolina's done pretty well on that front too. When you look at, especially considering, hey, there are some players in this class that a lot of other schools wanted. Uh, Braden Lee being one of those. You look at a guy like Dylan Stewart. There's a bunch of guys in that category. And coming off a of five and seven season, you can kind of look at it and start to worry about what that may look like. Well, so far, so good on that front. But Braden Lee is someone that has gotten a little iffy at times. Um, he visited Maryland a couple times during the season for games. Kind of concerning. Comes back to South Carolina the weekend of the Florida game. All the right things are said publicly and privately. Goes back to Maryland for an official visit this past weekend. Got even more concerning. And then the, the visit on Tuesday night with the South Carolina coaching staff, there were some pretty positive returns on that front. So I would say still a situation that we are monitoring. Can South Carolina hang on there? I think the chances are fairly good, but I think you also watch Maryland too. And he's somebody we'd be expecting to sign next week on early signing day, correct? Yes. 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 Um, would not be a recruiting cycle without a South Carolina-Maryland battle. Apparently not. Well, and, and funny enough, Jules from Pitt, also a DMB kid as well. Yeah. Not, that, not that that's the same thing, but funny how that kind of works out. And, uh, by the way, have we heard where Jayshon Barham is headed now? Have you followed that the, one at all? Uh, he's in the portal. You know, people, when he first hit the portal, Penn State was the school that people pointed to, but I think more of the buzz has been on Michigan lately, mm. apparently. Okay, makes sense. Yep. Uh, by the way, Josh tells me to remind everybody we still have – One more pair. Yeah, one pair to Charleston Southern this Saturday, December 16th. These are good seats, too. Literally, come by and claim them. They are yours. Just we'll be in, here for a couple more minutes. Walk in, snatch them out of Josh's hands, and you can have them. Simple as that. And you got, and get a sub while you're here. Of course. Can't go to Firehouse Subs without having a delicious Firehouse Sub. You can't say you have to buy one. No, it's no not. It is no purchase <laughs> necessary, but we highly encourage it. Yes. Because they're delicious. I've eaten, I think, five so far today. 
Not five whole ones. Not five whole ones. They the little five like large ones. That would be impressive. Cool. No, I could. Just saying, oh I could. My. I could not. I don't know about that. That's don't have room. That's a lot. I still have very high metabolism. So things impressive. to watch. Yeah, good for you. I don't. Uh, the 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 things to watch for now, as we close things out. Monroe Mills is on campus. South Carolina just hosted three other official visitors early in the week. Got one of them. And DeAndre Jules. Yep. There's another weekend coming up. We know Brady Hunt, the Ball State tight end, is coming in. Will any others show up? We've we've had a few. Wes, this has been moving fast. So it's been kind of every single time there's been visitors on campus, it's kind of been like the day before. Like, here's another one. So maybe going sometimes into this the weekend, day of. <laughs> sometimes the day of. Or, hey, this guy's already on campus. Maybe we see a little bit more of that this weekend. But. That the pool is starting to narrow a little bit. That they've hit some of their needs. They've got more left on the board. Absolutely. And we'll keep an eye on it and see what happens today to talk about tomorrow. Uh, that'll do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. We've been out at Firehouse Subs here on Forest Drive. Thank you once again to our guy Larry Chandler for allowing us to be out here. We always enjoy it. Plenty more to talk about tomorrow. Halftime show with Terry and myself coming up right here on the game and the 107.5 The Game app. One more outstanding sponsor to tell you about here on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hours. We close things out, and that's our friend Amy Mason Cup. Amy Mason Cup State Farm, local agent, local small business owner, and she can help you and your family with all of your insurance needs just like she helped me and my family. 803-772-5554. When my family was looking to switch and save on our insurance, we called Amy Mason Cup and her team, and they took care of the rest. Very experienced, very helpful team. Whatever your needs are, auto, boat, business, renters, life, any insurance needs. If has insurance in the name, she can help you with it. Again, South Carolina native and local agent. They can give you a personalized quote to meet your needs and help you save. It's amymasoncup.com or 803-772-5554. Give Amy Mason Cup State Farm a call today or visit her website. Let her give you a personalized quote. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.